Welcome to Shorts. The part of the show where we regularly interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you content of relative interest. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, we're coming back. Oh yeah. Okay. You're here. You're alive. You know what's going on. We're back with the Anavivo podcast and today we're going to be doing something that I find quite interesting. Uh I'm the map. <laughs> okay. I'm the map. <laughs> I'm the map. Yes, that is exactly what we're talking about today, is the topic of maps. Dora if you the were, Explorer. Not Dora the Explorer, but that was a interesting song. If you've ever heard of Brian Regan, shout out to uh, him as a comedian. He does a great uh, question uh, a bit on how that person got their job, <laughs> like showing up late for work one day at the Dora the Explorer headquarters, and his whole job was to come up with a theme song for uh, for the maps and then showed up late and was like, uh, I'm, I'm the map. I, I'm the map. And so just started repeating that. And that's basically the song today. We're going to be talking about different kinds of maps, map projections, the creation cartography as a, um, as a passion as creation and, uh, um, topic and discussing the best map projections. So, if you are here in my studio, you will count. Uh, let's count them. One, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I can count ten maps. There's another one of there, 11 maps. Uh, a globe, a little globe in here. Uh, so 12 maps, I guess. 12, 11 maps in a globe for now. And that's just a cursory glance around the home office. I've been told that men typically have maps on their walls. I don't know why that is, but I know it's true for me, and I love maps. Um, what's interesting about my maps is that <laughs> this is what you wanted to listen to today. Welcome to the Enavivo Podcast, another episode by Tim C. Miller. And today we're going to learn about what's interesting about Tim's maps. What's interesting about my maps today <laughs> is that they are in various uh, flavors. So, for instance, one of them is a whiteboard that you can write on, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it's also magnetic, so you can stick things to it. The other one is a scratch-off one. The other one is an old uh, one made out of uh, butcher paper and uh, rubbed with coffee grounds and burnt to make it look like an old style map. Uh, so all sorts of different flavors. And they also happen to be, uh, a couple of them are different projections. So some of the uh, more 
more popular map projections are, and, and you've learned about these in school probably, the Mercator projection, the cylindrical projection, the Winkle triple projection, the azimuthal projection, the conic projection, uh, the Robinson projection, and the equal area projection. If you go online, there's a uh, some really cool websites that you can find that allow you to move countries over top of other countries and get their exact actual um, visual representation. So most of the maps we have today in the Western world and what we have on the walls teach kids, uh, for instance, that Africa is just this behemoth of a country or Greenland no, is a, a Most continent. of the maps show Africa itty-bitty. Oh, Compared Maybe to not Russia. that map that I'm looking at. Your map shows Africa pretty good. That one, yeah, that's a different projection. So the one, yeah, you're right. The, this one over here. Most uh, of them are. That was big, but I mean, yeah. Africa should be way, 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 way bigger than Russia, right? Yeah, or or um, South America or Greenland looks massive. You actually on, have some really good maps here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you're like looking around, like, wait a second, these all look normal. Yeah, yeah. as they should. So. But we're taught in um, in our Western society that Alaska is a floating island down by Hawaii. You know, that's most American maps. Most American maps are we're, we're a um, capitalist country, and so our producers of maps uh, find ways to cut costs and sell products as cheaply as possible. So instead of making a map of the United States that shows where Alaska is in relation to the world, they just cut Alaska off uh, from British Columbia and attach it into the water next to Hawaii. And you grew up thinking that Alaska is an island floating off the coast uh, and somehow covered in snow and yet in the same tropics as Hawaii. Or that Greenland is a massive, massive place. Or that Russia uh, extends across the entire northern hemisphere, you know, over all of these places. Or that India is this tiny little thumbnail that sticks out in the water. And so... Anyway, these websites, you can go on these websites and, and click on a country or a continent and drag it over another continent or country, and, and it will reposition it based on its actual square, square mileage or, or kilometers and, um, and give you a, an honest, truthful representation of the size of Texas. And a great—I love the threads uh, that I read between uh, Europeans and Americans who are like— they're, they're hilarious because it, it shows this bias, this geographic bias so well, um, where the Europeans are like, why, why is it so expensive to fly from, from Florida to Texas? I, I don't understand. We have Ryanair, and I can get to four other countries in Europe for the same price it costs to fly from Florida to Texas. And then... Then someone from America will pipe up on the thread and say, well, look at Texas and overlay Texas, just the state, on the entire European Union and see how far that is. It's because it's the size of your – one state is the size of your entire continent or whatever. You know, So there's just this these inherent geographic biases. And so what I love, what I really enjoy, one of my hobbies, is finding unique maps that do a great job of – depicting accurate representations of uh, of the, the world that we live in. And to sum it all up, the, the, the problem is we live on a ball in a sphere. And Prove it. <laughs> okay. Separate episode. Next week's episode. Start researching that one right now. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the problem is we live on a ball. <laughs> and, 
And to depict a 3D image in a 2D uh, 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 picture that sits on your wall is going to inherently have some sort of uh, bias in the projection error that a, a printer or a, a measurement will create. And so um, cartographers do their, their absolute best to, to show sizes or to, if you look on some maps, you'll see the longitude and latitude lines are really close together on the North and South Poles, but they're really spread out in massive cubes, you know, towards the equator. Um, and it makes it look like you're looking at a sphere, but it's helping project those countries a little better. Um, they do their best. But uh, what I want to know and what I'm always searching for is the best, uh, most accurate projection of a map that's not a globe. Okay, I don't want a globe. I want an actual uh, comparison here. So the most accurate map you can get, because when you take a globe a three-dimensional object, and you slice it down to two dimensions. Right, as we discussed. There are three options that you can uh, have. You can either distort the size yep. of each country, okay, which is what normally we see, which is why we're like, wow. Yeah, that's the capitalistic way. We throw it up on the wall in the elementary school, yeah, and they're just distorted images. Yeah, are compared mm -hmm. to whatever. Yeah. And, and that's a good point, real quick on that. They're Western-focused, and, and they're, there's, there's two main projections. An Atlantic-focused map, which is 99% of all the maps in the world, and a Pacific-centered map, which is very, very rare and hard to find. And the reason for that is is because most maps are created for Westerners, by Westerners and for Westerners. And so we, we focus all of our maps with the Atlantic Ocean in the center, and we put the Pacific Ocean. This is one of my... Oh, I'm going to go on a rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I can't stand this. This is the worst bias in all the maps in all the world. And the most ridiculous thing, if you slide your map over, if it could turn, the Pacific Ocean is massive. It's incredible how huge it is. And yet we relegate, we, we, we leave the poor ocean off to the corners of these maps. And all, most of the islands are in the Pacific. And all of beautiful... Uh, 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 what do we have Pacific Ocean in the Atlantic? The islands are Bermuda, over right? The the triangle, the deadly triangle, <laughs> right? The, so so all of life, all of Finding Nemo, all of the world's most uh, prolific animal life, and um, and all of Micronesia and the islands and everything are all centered in the Pacific Ocean. And if you could see a Pacific Ocean centered map, you'd be like, oh my gosh, how big is that? And then you would realize why it was so incredible that so many years ago uh, people came from Asia to the South Americas or vice versa or um, because of just how treacherous and massive this ocean is. But most of our maps, 90% of them are created for Westerners, by Westerners. Most and of so, the people that came from Asia to South America and North America came through the Atlantic Ocean. Came, right, and so we have this Atlantic Ocean. Because it's shorter. And so we have this Atlantic Ocean. It went under uh, Africa. Map, yep, and it's or, just so small to get to in comparison, yeah, as opposed to being like, well, it looks like you're right there, right? And so, if you look on the edges of most maps, you'll see the Pacific Ocean, you're like, oh, that doesn't look big at all, yeah. Well, they, they're doing a horrible job of showing you how big it is because they're just cutting it off in the frame of your picture. So, anyway, back to your point, yeah, so um, they can either they can distort, distort the images the size to try to fit it all on, yep, or of the countries. Mm -hmm. Or they can distort the um, 
shape of them, and so they get stretched or scrunched. Yep. Not necessarily. Scrunching happens a lot. Right. Um, or bent or even uh, curved. Um, or they can distort the distance between the stuff. Whereas, uh, like this map, you're saying the Pacific Ocean is so right. massive, they're distorting the distance of what it actually is. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's the three ways that you, no matter how you do it, you got to. You got to. You got to distort distance, shape, or size. Yeah. And and to that point, there's a few other distortions that are nuanced in there, one of them being the the relative distance between the countries. And so they'll they'll do one. Uh, for instance, most um, schools will have a colorful map. And, and what its focus is is geopolitics. And so it'll break it up in colors by countries, and they're not so much concerned with the relative distance between those countries and each other. And so your, the scrunching or the distortion will happen typically in the ocean or in between places like the Mediterranean or rivers or things like that. And so the countries will act, will look like they're a lot closer than they actually are or even a lot farther than they, than they are. For instance, again, back to the Atlantic focus maps, you'll see Hawaii way off distorted, way off in the middle of nowhere or um, Guam way off in the middle of nowhere. And if you actually did not have that distortion um, you would see how how much closer they are to they are still in the middle of in the middle of nowhere, but they're a lot closer than what the maps make it look like. Um, and, and so that's one distortion is is the relative distance between the countries. Or uh, some maps people like from an aesthetic uh, point of view are the physical relief maps, and so they'll have a lot of the um, uh, mountain ranges, topography, uh, some of the drier um, climates. They'll they'll typically be shaded between green and yellows and uh, show you some really neat aesthetics of the world's climate. Um, and again, those will those will be biased in that you don't get to see really the projections of country sizes per se, although they are often still in there. But the, um, the distances or even the lengths of things, such as the mass of Sahara Desert, are not as well established. Or they're they're to the extreme. If you step back on some of those maps, you'll see this massive band of yellow and dryness that you just assume is like to- total desert, and that's not what it's saying at all. In reality, that's the equator. It's just it's just warmer there, but it it makes the viewer think that it's just all hot and deserty and massive, and it's not it's not really so. Um, so I'm on the hunt uh, as. Sherlock Holmes would say, uh, for a map that is not a globe, uh, that is an accurate display. The watermelon map. (laughs) An accurate display of countries and continents and their size, and specifically a geopolitical map. So I I want the boundaries, uh, the, the recognized geographic boundaries of countries in there, and I want... Uh, them to be as accurate in size as possible. And, and here's the catcher, I want it to be Pacific Ocean-centered. I would challenge you, dear listener, to just even find a map of of the world at all that is Pacific-centered focused. You You can online, you can find some images of it, but they are so hard to actually find a map that you can buy and have shipped to your house that's of any d- 
decency and accurate, they're so hard to buy. They call them Oceana maps. Oceana focus maps? Oceana focus maps, mm-hmm. yep. Would be the... Um, the Google search term? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're incredibly hard uh, to find. And so if I could find one that's geopolitical-based, that is um, Oceana-focused or Pacific-ocean-focused, uh, and that is accurate in its display of country size, man, that would be a dream come true. So that is a little bit of our uh, episode today on maps in general. Also, if anybody has any ideas on why men like maps, uh, obviously women like maps too, but men seem to have them in their offices or their their wherever they store their stuff uh, a lot. Maybe it's because we we just live outside the home and, I don't know, there's like, the world to conquer. Who knows? Just, so. just to go back on how distorted maps are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you, you can look at almost any map you have and look at Greenland. Right. That's what I was saying at the beginning. Gre- Greenland. How big, reader, listener, how, how big do you think Greenland is uh, compared to... 800,000 square miles. America. 3.7 million square miles. <laughs> and yet on most maps, Greenland is the size of the country of America. <laughs> or bigger... <laughs> And some of them. <laughs> Talk about distortion, people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Look. At, so look at the longitude and latitude lines on that map. See how they're massive squares the further you go out. But if you go down near the north or south, they get tinier or, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it just, it causes this distortion that should be wrong. I mean, outlawed, honestly. Well, it is because you're seeing more of it because... Mm-hmm. It's on that curve as opposed to here. You're on the flat side of it. You're looking at the globe. Right, right, right. Right. On right. The they're, obviously, they're trying to project this 3D image and spread it out onto a 2D image. So, and so, again. In reality, they should just get rid of Antarctica and Greenland and say, not important. <laughs> not important. <laughs> what, uh, what we should all be using at this point are hologram maps that you can just spin and use, like ArcGIS, but on a hologram that you can yeah, display. Yeah, I hate that you just said that. <laughs> ArcGIS, ArcGIS. Yeah, that's what it's called. And that's one of my favorite tools. They do have, uh, obviously, enterprise versions of that for map mappers, with cartographers, um, people that enjoy that kind of stuff. But uh, ArcGIS is a uh, just a fantastic tool and company that folks can use to explore the world. Um, I so, think that's where we want to end it. Yeah, you... so while you were asking if anyone can find the most accurate, you said geopolitical... Um, whatever from the Pacific Ocean. I don't know about that. But the most accurate map you can find <laughs> is known as the watermelon map. That's the one where they take the globe and they basically just split it in yep. three, like yep. up and down. Okay. And so you get a lot of white space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it is accurate. That's true. Yep. Um, it's not pretty. Not pretty at but all. But that's what you get. You, and, and you the, sacrifice the accuracy countries are for rotated because... As you're looking at your normal map, all the countries are facing nicely up and down. From left to right. From yeah. left to right. Yeah, that's a distortion up we and didn't down. talk about. <laughs> yep. Whereas in reality, you know, the top of North America should be butting up to the top of uh, Asia, you know, right? Yeah. And so we should be flipped around like that and stuff. And so right. you look at the watermelon map and... It's literally just a globe sliced up. Yeah. And, and splayed out. On. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. There's a that's another important bias is all of our maps. Most of our maps are read from left to right. Again, made for Westerners by Westerners, read from left to right and oriented north to south and um, and uh, and west to east. And so you have, uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't help people learn. It doesn't help kids learn that the northern hemisphere of Australia is not the same as the northern hemisphere of America. You, you say northern hemisphere, we're automatically in our minds thinking, ooh, cold, uh, uh, cold Minnesota, northern hemisphere. You, no, that's the northern hemisphere of Australia is, under, is closer to the equator than the southern hemisphere because it's under the equator. So it's, it's hotter up there. And you go to the southern hemisphere of Australia, which to us would be nice and warm, and it's freezing to death. So, you know, it, it doesn't do <clears throat> justice for these maps that are splayed out from left to right. Every country is oriented <laughs> north to south and uh, easy for us to look and read because you we don't get an idea of where these actually are in the world. So maybe maybe that's the answer right there. We just need to do away with maps and everybody needs to go back to globes. Get little keychain globes. Yeah. Globes that we can just say, "Oh yeah, Australia is under the equator, we're above the equator." And Antarctica it's over is here. not that big. Antarctica is tiny as opposed to the, taking up the massive bottom of your map. Um <laughs> so it's just uh it's it's hilarious, the distortion. It, it is interesting to think about the very first people who were like, you know, people come to the new world, they discover the new world, the options that they have to now choose, how should I map this? Should right. I map it? Oh, you can look at Watermelon old, way? Or uh, should I map it uh, papaya way? <laughs> papaya or should I map way. it? I don't have one of those. I've got a watch in the other room that's uh, an old world map on my on the watch face. And it, it is that. If you look at it, you're like, where even am I? And then you realize it's Manhattan and New York before it was New York. But it looks, it's like upside down to, because it's how you would have approached it on a boat. Okay, Manhattan's sticking out this way. I'm approaching it this way. I'm drawing it. So the, the orientation is like upside down and just, you know, drawn to scale. And you're like, this doesn't make sense. And then if you flip it on like Google Earth, you're like, oh, it's Manhattan because they <laughs> orient it north to south, you know? And so it's just, it is funny when you're drawing it from different perspectives. Versus us now with our technology to be able to just look straight down and and cut these up in different ways. So, yes, interesting stuff. Yeah. Interesting and, stuff. And so, uh, a little uh, piece of trivia here: the old uh, sailor days, we would talk about sailing the seven seas. And if you look on a modern map, you're like, where are can can anybody? Uh, here's a challenge for my listeners: can anybody pick out? They're labeled the seven seas. <laughs> Without using labels, and um, and just and kind of guessing because on a modern map, it all is connected. Everything's connected. But if you looked on a globe or if you looked on a nautical chart, which would be ocean focused, all of the land is actually so much closer together than it looks on these freaking maps. And so it looks like actual distinguishable separate bodies of water with little channels in between. Okay, how far do you think the the tip of South America is to Antarctica? On a map, it looks huge. It looks like you could pass, I don't know, what would I say, three magnets through from the tip to uh, Antarctica there. Um, I, I love, just to point out here, your magnets are tiny little maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. My magnets on my map 
are magnets of little maps. Oh, actually, one of those magnets may be the old world, may be an old this world map. This one? This one right here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just totally drawn maybe, as if you would have arrived uh, to these places. Anyway, the, the, the point is, if you were to look at actual real maps splayed out and nautical maps, they look like seven bodies of actual oceans and with, with little channels in between. And so you would say, I'm, we're going to go sail. What sailor has sailed all seven seas? That's a sailor of experience, a sailor who's been around the world, a sailor who's you know kind of seen it all and, and stuff like that. But, but nowadays it's like, uh, it's all one ocean. No, it's not. They're separate oceans. Well, you can't tell that on the, on the map. I mean, on the map, they're separate oceans, but in on, reality? <laughs> no. On these maps, they're labeled that way because of geopolitical claim. The Indian Ocean, the South China Sea. So, but there, if you actually look on a on a um, accurate map, you can tell that there's actual separate. I mean, they look like separate bodies of water because of how enclosed the whole Indian Ocean is. If you if you were to take Australia there and the South um, uh, Cape Horn uh, off of uh, uh, South Africa there, and and bring it down actually a lot closer to Antarctica and kind of tie all of that in together, that looks like it would be one big body of water, the Indian Ocean, and so it looks like its own ocean. But on this map, it's displayed splayed out so far because of the distortion. It makes it look like it's just one big passable thing. Uh, I see. I see. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway, well, this has been a great uh, session on one of my hobbies and interests, and uh, I'm always in search. So, if you're if you're ever come across an old antique store or a modern uh, cartographer who's able to generate a Pacific focused or um, what did you say? Uh, oceanic. Oceanic focused map that is also geopolitical based and as accurate as possible. I would be a, in, in great interest of something like that to display yeah. as a comparison model to all of my Atlantic focused and distorted maps. But so, get yourself a globe. Yeah. Maybe you just do that. End of story. Everybody go back to globes. <laughs> get a globe. <laughs> Yes, that is it. All right. Well, as your nephews would say, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Anna Vivo podcast. We welcome your feedback and ideas. You can learn more about us by simply Googling the word Anna Vivo. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. I am a licensed real estate broker with Compass Real Estate and a nationwide real estate matchmaker. We consult with you for free, find and vet the right real estate professional that specializes in the area and niche you need, are paid by that professional, and they get clients like yourself who want and need their unique specialty or winning track record. If you or someone you know is in the market to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the U.S., don't simply web search the highest paying advertiser. Let us use our licensed experience to find and vet the real and best professional for you. It costs you nothing but a phone call or email with me and it saved my clients financially and emotionally. I'd be honored to serve and you can reach me direct by email at tim.c.miller at outlook.com. And as always, to God be the glory. <laughs>